I was not planning on going in the direction that I'm going to go this morning. I thought I had everything all lined out, what was in my heart, and then it changed, and it doesn't have to do with Pentecost Sunday, so that was interesting too. And it's not really new, it's very simple. But since I didn't plan it, let's pray and ask God to do this thing. So, Father, thank you for your love for this people, a powerful army in this place, God, people whose story and journey with you uh, is honored, honored in heaven. Lord, a people who you look down on with favor and love, and a people through whom you are going to do greater things than anyone can expect. I thank you for this army of leaders in front of me. God, we pray for the mobilization of your people from the heart outward. And I ask that as I talk this morning, you would effectively do what it is that you're after here. And I'll just rest in the fact that you're going to do it. Amen. So normally I write notes and then God moves me from my notes. This time I got moved two notes. So I'm going to read from them and uh, just walk my way down through this. So I am still starting in Hebrews chapter 11. So I've been kind of in there. So now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it... Uh, the people of old received their commendation. Now, I've been talking along this line for a while, and I'm not going to go over it, but faith functions in the spiritual realm similar uh, to the way having a title deed in your hand functions in the natural realm. It functions as well in the same way as seeing something with your own eyes functions. You know, somebody can tell you something, but if you see it for your own eyes, with your own eyes, then there's a confidence, there's a certainty. And faith functions like that. When faith is operating within you, there is a confidence and a surety regarding things that aren't seen and things that are not yet, that it is just as solid as holding a title deed in your hand or having seen it with your own eyes. You just know. It's that sure. Faith, however, does not result from possessing or seeing with your own eyes. But as Romans 10 verse 17 states, faith comes through hearing. Hearing is the process through which faith enters. It's the word that ushers faith in. I'll just sit there on that moment. So faith isn't operating from what we see or what we hold in our hands. Faith operates from hearing. And that word ushers faith in. And verse 3 in Hebrews 11 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not was not made out of things that are visible. We understand the universe was created. So we're back in Genesis chapter 1, God speaking creation into being. So underlying this, faith comes through the hearing of the word, 
is the Genesis 1 revelation that everything that exists that you could see or hold with your hand began first in the reality of God speaking it. So if I have what God has spoken, I actually have that which comes before reality. It is the actual power behind the substance of anything that I could see or have in my hand. So it is actually more certain than the reality itself. So if I have God's word, somebody else can be holding my title deed. But if God said it's mine, it's mine. You see what I'm I'm saying? So if God's spoken to me, somebody can say, well, it can't be. Like, I've never seen that happen. So what? Because everything you see came into existence because God spoke it. So if God's spoken it, it doesn't matter whether you've seen it before. You go have that argument with Noah. So that's where we begin. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God or the Word of Christ. So, if I know that God has spoken, I hear God speaking, I hear what I hear as what God has said. Many times we can, we can read, we can hear what God has said, but we don't hear it as God has said it. And we don't hear it, God can speak it and he can say, this is what I have done for you through Christ, this is the power of Christ in you, This is the salvation that Christ brings. You can hear it, but if you don't understand, he has spoken that through his very Son. It has been been made certain through the finished work of the cross. It has been made certain and guaranteed and assured before your eyes through the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Jesus Christ is now at the right hand of God, and he is Lord. What God has spoken through Christ is certain. But if we don't hear it with that certainty then we can't receive it. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, or the word of Christ, what God has spoken to us in Christ. And from there I could launch into where I would have gone, but let me go here. So later we read in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God. Previously, we had read how the gospel preached to Israel did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. They did not hear it as the word of God, therefore understanding that regardless of what opposition of circumstances they might need to go through or they might have to face, God had spoken it, therefore it was sure. They did not mix what God had spoken to them with faith. Therefore, it didn't profit them. So we, we talked about that. Their unbelief, their refusing to be persuaded, barred them from entering into the fulfillment of what God promised. So, since faith is vital to experiencing the fulfillment of what God has promised, what God has spoken to us in Christ, then it 
was important for us to talk about how faith comes. And so we spent time talking about how faith comes. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how it comes. And that's why earlier we were warned, today, when we hear God's voice, don't harden your hearts. Today, in the present, if you will hear His voice and don't harden your heart, don't harden your heart. Don't refuse to be persuaded by what God has said. Don't allow everything else to have persuasion over what God has spoken. Today, if you will hear his voice and harden not your hearts. So, in Romans 10, verses 6 to 10, it says, But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, just in case you don't know, God already sent Jesus down. And in case you don't know, God already raised Jesus from the dead. That's already done. That's a finished work. That's a certainty. You don't have to do that. Your effort isn't required. What is required has to do with faith. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. It's right there. In other words, the doorway into the access, that gives you access into what God has promised is right here. It's not about striving. It's about believing. And a right relationship with God is one who is able to hear God's word, become fully persuaded by what God says, and their life becomes the expression of a heart fully persuaded. Now, let me just stop for a second because this is a side note that's come up in my heart. You can go out into the world and you can see people who are really good people. In fact, by their behavior, by their kindness, by their goodness, by their generosity, they're really good people. In fact, you might look at them and say, they really, in that regards, put me and a lot of people to shame. So, why is it that God would leave them out of heaven instead of all these other people that aren't quite measuring up to that goodness. I just want to stop and say this. God is not interested in your goodness. It doesn't say without goodness you cannot please God. It says without faith. So a person who has not received what God has spoken to us through Christ and come under persuasion to that, may be very good, but they're trusting in their goodness. They haven't put in their faith in the Word of God. And what pleases God is those 
who hear what he says and put their full faith in it. Those, those he can shape, those he can steer, those he can make. It is not man's goodness that pleases God. It is not man's goodness that pleases God. And many times when a person is trusting in their goodness, you're afraid to go to your neighbor and talk to them about Christ because, well, they're so good. Because you're trusting in goodness and you're looking at goodness rather than looking at the reality of faith. But if you were to go to them and say, listen, your goodness is not enough. Your goodness is not what God's looking for. God wants you to put your faith in his word. Specific, his word spoken through his son and receive the only means of life-transforming salvation, which is through his life within you. You're going to find a person who trusts in their goodness rejects the word of God. So, let me just do another thing. You can strive to be good all you want to. But in the one area where God is calling for obedience within your life, you're refusing to be persuaded, refusing to give to him. All of your goodness means nothing. It's not your goodness that pleases God. It's your faith response to his word. But if you'll start with one area where you'll come into agreement with what God says and you'll put your faith in him, and you'll allow yourself to come under the full persuasion of that word, and he begins to work that as a, the very core of your nature now. He has something he can work with to transform your entire life. That's why the reality of the Holy Spirit living in you And him speaking through the word, him speaking through his spirit and all the different means that he does. And your obedience to that is so vital. This is your relationship with God. It's so absolutely vital. So that you need to pay attention to what God is speaking to you. So when when I hear that a person is convinced in their heart that God has spoken to them in an area. My, my reasoning might be, you know, oh, I'm not sure. You know, okay, okay. Bob, shut your mouth. Because if a person is seeking to obey what they believe God says, he has, he has the leverage to steer them, even if they didn't hear with total clarity. Stand with that person as they're walking in faith. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that's not just a light confession. It is, I am confessing, I am confessing a a faith that brings me under a longing and a desire for his lordship within my life. If I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, that means that God has authenticated who Jesus is and what Jesus did, then salvation flows. So then in verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the Word of God. So now I want to just walk down through some scriptures with you quickly and just see how this principle works out in scripture. And um, kind of my train of thought I've probably borrowed from Kenneth Hagin, if you just want to. But just follow this down through, because he borrowed it from the scriptures. So Acts eleven thirteen through 15 says, And he, Cornelius, told us how he had seen an angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message. The actual translation is, He will speak to you words by which you will be saved. Interesting. You and all your household. And then Peter says, And I began to speak, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as in the beginning, just as on the day of Pentecost. So understand, the angel came to Cornelius. The angel told Cornelius to send for Peter. Peter had to come to Cornelius' house. God had recognized goodness in Cornelius, and he took note, but Cornelius had not yet put his faith in Christ. So Cornelius sends for Peter, and Peter comes to Cornelius' home. Angel sent, vision. But what was Peter's purpose? To speak words. Why? Because faith could not come until those words were spoken. But Cornelius, because he had responded to the angel which had told him to send, and they found Peter where the angel told them to find Peter, and Peter now comes to his house, Cornelius is already predisposed to hear those words as the words of God. And Peter hardly begins to speak when faith rises and the Holy Spirit is poured out upon them. Faith comes by hearing. It's ushered in as we hear what we hear as the Word of God. So let's look at another scripture. Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. Paul says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or believing what you heard? The actual translation is the hearing of faith. Did you receive the Spirit? Did you experience the inner working, the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God coming to live within you? Did you receive that through the works of the law or did you receive the Holy Spirit By the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh, by means of your effort? Have you experienced so much in vain, if really it was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by you believing what you heard? or the hearing of faith. Now we've mentioned many times here in this congregation that the word translated salvation is the Greek word sozo. 
And it's used in the Scriptures to describe salvation from danger, preservation of life, guarding from attack, restoring to wholeness, salvation from eternal judgment, deliverance from the demonic, healing of sickness. So we're going to look at a hearing of faith or a hearing through which faith comes in relationship to healing. Let's just take a look at a story there. I'm going somewhere. So Acts 14, 7 to 10. Thank you, Jesus. It says, And there they continued to preach the gospel. This was Paul preaching. At Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. And when he, Paul, had fixed his gaze on him and had seen that he, the lame man, had faith to be made well, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leapt up and he began to walk. Now the, th- the crowds thought that Paul had healed this man. And so they were ready to worship him as a god. But if you look closely at the story... This is what happened. Paul preached. Paul saw that the man had faith. And Paul told him to get up. That was Paul's part. The man listened intently to the words that Paul spoke. then faith could be perceived in the man who heard. And the man, responding with the faith that had come through the hearing, when Paul said to him, rise up, stood up on his own feet. Paul didn't even pick him up. Paul didn't do anything except see that faith was rising in that man's heart as he was listening to the Word. He simply heard the Word, heard it as God speaking to him. Faith began to activate, and you could actually perceive it in his face. Paul called him to take action based on that faith. He stood up, and he was healed. Faith comes by hearing. It's ushered in when you hear what God has spoken as God has spoken it. When you hear what God has spoken as it is certain in Christ, faith is ushered in. So let's look at one other story. So Mark five twenty four to 29 it says in verse 24, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. That's Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, If I just touch his clothes, 
I will be healed. So after 12 years of suffering under the hands of doctors, this woman had every right to feel hopeless. So again, just walk with me. I'm just, I'm just talking to you. I'm not trying to get you all emotionally worked up here at all. Today I'm just talking to you. And I'm saying to you that if you will hear what God has spoken to you is actually the word of God. Faith will rise in you. And that faith is needed to lay hold of the very thing that God has spoken. And it's right there. You have it. You don't have to work anything up. You simply need to come into agreement with what God has said, both in your heart and with your mouth. And come into agreement with what God has said in your heart and with your mouth, no matter what circumstances might be around you, no matter what opposition might come against you, no matter what weakness or failure might surface within you, what God has said, God has said. What God has said, God has said. Because God has said, it is my title deed. It is as clear as though I've seen it with my own eyes. Because anything I can hold on or see with my own eyes originated because God spoke it. And God is going to begin to awaken some things he has spoken in your heart in the past that because of your circumstances and because of delay, because of opposition and because of pain, you pushed to the side and didn't hold fast to and didn't persevere until you stepped into what God had said. But he's going to begin to awaken again within you the very things that he has spoken Faith is going to rise. I honestly believe we're going to see the gift of faith activated in this place. We're going to see the workings of miracles begin to happen one after another. As people understand, God spoke to me. That's as good as it now exists. It's hard to explain that if you've never experienced it. But once, once faith comes, there is no other options. When faith rises up in you, there is all the arguments that are around you. There's all the circumstances that are there. But it, it doesn't matter. Because what is more real to you is God spoke it to me. And some of you are going to begin to speak again what God spoke. It hasn't been in your mouth for a long time. But God has put callings on you. God has put giftings within you. But you haven't even spoken in a long time saying, I know this gift operates within me. I know this calling is on my life. I know this destiny is in front of me. And it's been a long time since that has been on your lips because something tried to push it out of your heart. You're going to step in again. It's going to happen. I'm, I don't even know if you can say I'm prophesying. But I'm just telling you the road ahead of you. I guess that might be prophesying. But that's the road ahead of you. In this place, there is a dormant wealth of power waiting Look at this lady, 12 years, hands of the doctors, 
the, the lady in the store. You guys are looking right. What? <laughs> lady in the story. I went back. Twelve years, hands of the doctors, struggling. Every reason to be hopeless. Every reason to be hopeless. But this thought comes into her mind. If I just touch his clothes, I'm going to be healed. Now that was a persistent thought that made her press until she accomplished it. Each step, each press, why am I doing this? But this was thought, a thought came into her mind. But where did the thought come come from? It rose from faith. Where did the faith come? She heard about Jesus. This woman, after 12 years, hopeless struggle to get well. Okay, she's in that place where despair could completely consume her. Then she heard. She heard. Faith rose. And out of faith came a thought. One thought. Have you ever had those thoughts Rise, and then you push them out. Stop pushing them out. Because that's what faith does. It introduces another thought. And knowing, just knowing. For her, she knew. It was as good as having the title deed in the hand. I just touch, then I will be. Just a thought. All she went with was with a thought that rose from that faith. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It says, immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. Understand, he did not release power. She drew it. He did not release power. She drew it from him. And he turned around in the crowd and he asked, Who touched my clothes? Now somehow he knew that it was through his clothes... (laughs) that that had been released. Oh, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Draw something. I don't, just draw something. Draw something from him. <laughs> just right now. God, put, put a thought in somebody's heart. Draw something from him right now by faith. That's how it comes, just a thought that I'm going to follow through with. When Paul told that man to arise, his faith was ready, but the thought hadn't come. All Paul did was introduce a thought. Stand up! And he stood up. A thought came. And they said, you see the people crowding against you? And you ask who touched me? Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, 
Daughter, my power has healed you. He says, Daughter, your faith. Your faith drew it from me. Your faith drew it from me. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. God told me a while back, faith is rising in this house. Faith is rising in this house. I give you permission. Of course, it's not me, you know that. But you have permission from heaven to let this faith begin to activate you in you. And for some of you, faith that was activating, vibrant, but somehow you let go. It's going to awaken. There's going to be faith for healing. There's going to be faith for miracles. There's going to be faith for deliverance. There's going to be faith for breakthrough. It's, what do we do with that? Just get ready. By ready, I mean at least when that faith begins to arise in you, recognize it. At least, yeah, let me pray. Stand. See, sometimes I, I'm there, I'm instructing you, and I'm going, nah, it doesn't even rely on you. Sorry, let's just pray, <laughs> okay? I mean, it's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be the one that's gonna step into it, but like, you're ready for this. You are ready for this. You're ready for this. You're ready for this. So, Father, I want to bless. I want to bless. Hallelujah. You're all getting wet. You're all going to be affected by it. You're all going to be touched by it. You're all going to happen, okay? Because inside of you, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stories you've read, scriptures you've held in your heart, they're just going to start coming back to you. And you're going to say, I remember believing that. I remember standing on that word and seeing God come through. I remember acting on that word. Hallelujah. I remember when I was pressing forward with that word, but somehow I let it go. But it's here again. It's here again. It's here again. It's awakening in me again. And I just had a thought. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. I'm going to step forward on that thought. I'm going to keep walking on that thought because I'm thinking this time it's time for breakthrough. This time it's time to see it through. This time. This time is my time. Hallelujah. 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 We give place for the weird thought. Some of you, you're already stepping forward in faith. That's already there. Stand your ground. 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 Let me say this to you. There's victory in the body. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It's just going to happen. Going to happen. Nothing else. Nothing else. I just bless you guys. Listen. Oh, taste and see that God is good. When you are putting that cake in your mouth, I just want you to realize God's going to put words in your mouth. God's going to put thoughts in your heart. It's going to be good. This is a good season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, some of you might be thinking to yourself, you know what? Oh, shoot, I just, I just regret. I just feel bad. that I know I was there, but I'm not there now. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Yeah, you're forgiven. Don't, don't carry that with you. That's dragging something from the past and it's too heavy. You're forgiven. Just get on with what God's talking to you now. Just do it. Just be open. Be fertile ground for a thought from heaven. Hallelujah. And we bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Though,